With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wednesday Roundtable. How you living? How you feeling? Adam Lefko in the building. Brian Westbrook. David Ingber. Yeah. How you guys doing? Okay. I'm very excited. Ingber's on the round table. Uh, I've gotten so many messages about Dolphin Tank. I've gotten so many messages from the 33% and the homies about Pat Pat that we had to bring you in. Plus, you come up with all the funny fucking questions. Yes. It's uh, overdue. I, I represent Pat Pat. He's not actually in the room right now. Oh, no, no, of course. I'm functioning as his agent. Pat Pat, he's, uh, he's siloed off in, uh, in he Brockton right now. He's, uh, he's in his apartment in Brockton right now. He's, uh, he's watching his games. <laughs> I've done a really good impression of him, yes, over the years. I've developed a close Man. relationship. Is he a good client to have or is he needy? He has a lot of needs, uh, but he communicates them well. Uh, minus his ads. Um, he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah, very he, talkative. I can tell you that. He loves to get on the phone and just sort of rant at me for about 45 minutes, and then I distill that down into about 38 seconds and hand it to you. I love, I love the Boston accent. Do, and by the way, what have you been thinking Boston. about? Boston. It's what, Boston. Boston. Is, it, is, that, is, that, something, <laughs> is, that, is that all wrong? Unequivocally, <laughs> that was the worst Boston accent I've ever heard. All my accents sound alike. They all sound like the no, same accent. No, that didn't sound like anything you've ever <laughs> said before. <laughs> Sitting in the back, me and Ingrid have been enjoying after every pod where we look at each other and we go, man, we learned another thing about Westbrook. What's today. that? You know, whether it's like a food thing yeah. or whether it's the accents. And what has it been like for you to watch Westbrook do all the funny things that you've written down? Uh, well, we haven't gone back to the movie trailers in a while, which might have been my Ooh. ultimate favorite thing that I've seen you do, where it was like, oh my, you know, using like the, the scared mom voice yeah, that you always yeah, see in a movie yeah. trailer. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. That I thought was one of your best acting performances. I'm not an actor. I don't know. I have some you roles. You think that you have some chops. You think so? You're right. Who's the best athlete turned actor? It's, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? But oh, he wasn't Jim Brown. He's the best. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't know. He was definitely. I mean, he's old school. That's Jim old school. Brown to, to athlete acting is like Wilt Chamberlain to like the current NBA. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I guess so. Like for what it nobody was at that knows. time, nobody right, had ever seen right, it before. Right. There were hand checking rules in Hollywood back yeah. then. Totally different. Yeah, I, I think know. The Rock probably would be the guy. Yeah. Okay. Do you consider John Cena an athlete? Well, if you consider Dwayne John, I mean, he was a college football player, but I, I think, consider him I think as a Dwayne played more athlete athletics than John Cena, and I also think John Cena is a bad actor. If you listen to he's a, funny though. He he makes me laugh. I think him he's and a funny human. Yeah. Yes. He was great, but Dwayne Dwayne Johnson holds the holds the athlete turned actor belt for sure. Speaking of which, how bad? Like, I think Space Jam is going to be tragic. Okay. <laughs> Like, that's my take right now is I think people are going to go, wow, LeBron really fucked up on Space Jam. It's a long time. It's hard to redo movies. Though, I would never want to redo, redo anything. With one of the best players that ever stepped on the planet. And now you're that guy. Two words. Ryan Coogler. Is he directing it? He's attached to it. He's some sort of producer. He might be directing it. But I'm sorry. Like, that guy makes hits. He is. He did uh, Rocky or what's Rocky? Creed. Creed. And Black Panther. Wow. And Fruitvale Station. Like, he's incredible. All right. 
That's pretty good. That's like that's like saying, you know what? I'm going to feel in this offense can be bad. And you're like, do you know who their offensive coordinator is? He right. comes from Kyle Shanahan to <laughs> Sean McVay. Right. You're like, okay, yeah. Damn, Ryan Coogler. All right, so we're going to get to the cup. Uh, we also it put it on social. If you could ask any questions, what would it be? Ingber's going to moderate that. But the one news story that I feel like we have to get to is this Kaepernick story where the NFL seemingly unprompted offered him, excuse me, demanded you either work out Saturday at this time, at this field in Atlanta, or you don't do it at all. And I want to say that my takeaway from all of this, because everybody has already examined it, you know, I've seen so many takes about it. Mine is, I'm so happy that we live in a time where we can get both sides of the story. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that there would have been a time where this would have been a blurb in a newspaper, and then we would not have known about how it was thrown on Kaepernick, and we would have looked at each other and gone, well, here's his opportunity, and we this must have been in the works. It's been so interesting that the takes the very next morning have been, wow, the NFL threw this on Kaepernick, and not... Let's see how Kaepernick does it. Like we, we've gotten the other side of the story so quickly. And for Kaepernick to say, can't wait to see all the head coaches and GMs that will be there was beautiful because then they get to come out and go, oh, there were no head coaches right. or GMs. Maybe Kaepernick was being sarcastic when he said that. It was, it was beautiful. It absolutely was. But I also think it set it up to be mm-hmm. like, it's, it's an underhanded way of going, you're fucking me. Right. And I know you're fucking me. It's Saturday. Because you're going to send, like, the social media director's assistant to come down here and represent the Titans. It's a, it's a Saturday. Saturday. I mean, what, what, what are coaches doing on a Saturday? Not that. Preparing for a football game to yeah. try to win a game on a Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, how or, many people? And you know what a lot of the scouts are doing? Yeah. They're going traveling, to college football that's games? That's right. They're traveling around the country going to college football games. Why is it happening in week 11 of the NFL season? Why isn't it happening in mid-April? When when teams are looking about quarterbacks, they're looking at the draft. They're saying like three years ago. By the way, sure. Yeah. Well, how about but I'm then? saying if you're going to do it in 2019, right. why not three months before the NFL season, or starts? before the trade deadline, or before the season, That's right. or April, like you're saying, where we haven't even gotten to the draft yet. Right. Uh, for my first thought is, they did a few weeks ago announce Jay Z being a part of the Diversity Coalition. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if this was like you should really do this. Uh, I don't know if they threw it together last second on purpose as like you always say to me, don't always assume malice. Right. So then, okay, let's do that here. Okay. Let's assume that the NFL is not trying to fuck over Colin Kaepernick. Let's say that they literally had the idea on Monday. You know what? Let's fucking do it Saturday. So the most optimistic view is that you wait until week 11 when teams are like really, really desperate for quarterbacks. They're like, look, we got a stretch run before the playoffs. We really need to pick a guy up. This is how you maximize his chance of getting signed to a team. What if that's how far back Goodell is on his to-do list? That like he finally got (laughs) around to Colin Kaepernick and was like, you know what? Can we do it Saturday? We don't play on Saturday. Yeah, let's see if they could do it, it like, on Saturday. I had to rake my leaves. I had to get new contacts. Yes. This oh, is a, yeah, yeah. The, this the is Kaepernick. a legitimate for an smack in the game. face for Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. It, it, it is. And, 100%. And it's, and, and, oh, and that's it's, like the given. Well, yeah, but if Jay-Z had something to do with it, it doesn't make any sense. Because it's not helping Colin. I mean, it's helping Colin in the way he's going to be able to get in front of some teams if he wanted to do that in this way. But if Jay-Z had anything to do with it, it, this is not the right way to do it. Not on the Saturday, not in week 11, not when Connor just found out about it the same way that we found out about it. This is this is a crazy way to do it. Oh. The absolute wrong way to do it. It's it's like one of those things where it felt like a publicity gla- grab, but they didn't realize it was going to give them the exact wrong publicity. 
You know, like it, they wanted to go, oh, wow, they're giving him a chance. But instead, it's like even in the chance they're giving it to it, it, looks it fake. feels a lot when and I'm going to equate this to another thing that's rooted in race in the NFL. It's when like Terrell Austin goes on eight head coaching interviews because all of them went, hey, guys, let's get the Rooney rule out of the Absolutely. way. Or, hey, let's get Eric Bieniemy, And then like they're never called in again. Mm-hmm. Or the way that we, we just hire Adam Gase without interviewing any people of color. That's right. And so those two things feel very similar to me. Where like, sure, are you doing something that seems to be good for the cause? Yeah. But at its core, is it? No. You're no. fucking doing this to save face. Well, first of all, when did the NFL start, start putting workouts together for an individual player? When did that happen? Well, you say we have one guy and we're going to put a workout together. And listen, I think it's a good thing for Colin. But at the same time, when did they start doing one workout for one guy? When did that happen? In, in the middle of the season. So this is a prime time for the NFL to be doing whatever the NFL does, making money, advertisement, different things, and they're doing a work, they're putting a workout together? How, how does that happen? I'm like simultaneously torn from wanting Colin Kaepernick to put the live stream on his website and well, he pay per view oh, yeah. to like make some money on this. He could make a million or two on that. At the same point, I really hope, and I believe Colin when he says I'm working out five days a week, the last three getting years. up in pitch yeah. black, and I like because the thing is, is he knows that if there was ever a time where, you know what, man, I'm going to take a, a week or two off, that's when the NFL is going to come coming. So I hope that he is, and I believe that he is, and I, I, I really think. The best case scenario is he goes out there and he fucking kills it, and they put out videos, and we're going, holy shit. I I think he does go out there and kill it. I I think he goes out there and looks better than Jeff Driscoll. I hope he calls up Terrell Owens like to be like his wide receiver. He has to have NFL caliber wide receivers. Put together like an all-fucking-pro. Like, Anquan Bolden's not that far out of the game. Dez looked really good. He was doing some work, Yeah, like, get the— Dez would love to be there. That's what I'm saying. Like, really, if you want to do it, let's get all the guys that have been quietly blackballed. And, like, let's put them all out there and do, like, a super showcase. I like that. And you know what? If I'm a wide receiver that's not that far out of the game, like I'm calling up Cap and I'm going, I will fucking be there tomorrow. Absolutely. You got all 32 teams? Like in, if in a weird way, I'm hoping that Kaepernick's people are working overtime and it sucks that it's on them to like probably organize all of this because you know they're going to get there the day of. And they're going to be like, is there a speaker mm-hmm. to play some music? <laughs> like, And they're going to be like, oh, no. You got an old iPhone cord? Oh, that was Tom's job. He you don't have show. a dongle? Oh. Do you think Matt Moore will be there as a scout for the Chiefs? <laughs> I forgot about that story. From scout to kindergarten teacher to starting on Sunday Night Football, Matt Moore. Yeah, but it's it's annoying that it seems like they're fucking him over. I hope he fucks them over by putting on an absolute show. He will. But the other question is, is like, let's look around the NFL, Westbrook. Who, like, okay, Every team in the NFL, the number one excuse they can all make is, yes, is Colin Kaepernick maybe better than Jeff Driscoll if you're the Detroit Lions? Yes. But if we had to play tomorrow, Jeff Driscoll knows the offense and Kaepernick doesn't. And that's my thing. It's not even about the teams. It's like he has no time to learn anything to be of any value at all. Mm -hmm. Like the only value you get him out of is like, hey, we're going to do a flea flicker or a trick play where you have one responsibility. But the the learning opportunities are so small. I don't don't know. I don't agree with that because I think that he's a veteran quarterback that has been in a few different systems while his time in in, uh, San Francisco. The most important thing is that in the NFL right now, Kyler Murray, uh, Wild. 
Watson, yeah. uh, Mahomes a little bit, Wilson, obviously Lamar Jackson. You're seeing athletic quarterbacks, the best athletes on the field, playing the quarterback position. That's exactly what he was when he was playing. The best athlete on the field playing the quarterback position. You put him on any team. You say, listen, here's a couple plays. We got an out route. We got a, a comeback. We got a, you know, a dig. And the rest, you go make it up. And you're the second string, third string guy anyway. So we're not asking you to save the season. We just want you to hold the fort down just for a little bit while our quarterback is resting for two weeks. Can you do that? Because, listen, when you have the legs, that's why That's why Josh Allen was successful last year. He wasn't a great passer. He had the ability to use his legs. Lamar Jackson last year did, didn't do anything great with his arm. He had the ability to use his legs. Now, of course, when you bring a guy in like that, especially let's say you bring him in next week, week 12. Yes. You have a little package. You say, I got 10 plays I want you to learn. And we're going to just get our be our best at these at 10, plays. 10 plays. That's it. And, and, and he's old enough. He's smart enough. He's been enough systems to understand. These are the 10 plays. Here are the things I'm looking for. I know what cover two, cover three, cover five is. Yes. And we're just going to play that. To me, that's that's exactly what you would do. And if I'm in a situation where I'm going into the playoffs, and I don't even know who the backup quarterback is for Seattle Seahawks right now. Sure. Why wouldn't you say, you know what? Russ goes down with the ankle injury. Geno Smith, by the way. Okay, Geno. Right, heads and tails. A little bit different. But tails. I, I think that you say, tails. hey, why not give him a chance? Bring him into camp. He has to be better than your third guy, right? Well, here's how I look at For it. For sure. The one that makes the most sense is Baltimore because it's Greg Roman, the right? same one that he course, had in San Francisco. They have RG3. And, and that's why I go, they don't need him. And also, I think that's what's so interesting about Kaepernick is we always say, what team could he put them over the top? Mm-hmm. And I would say, let's look at actually the people that are looking more towards next year. Mm-hmm. The defining thing about Kaepernick, about this whole situation was his biggest mistake was the contract he signed that was not guaranteed after each year. Right. He signed a series of one-year deals, and that's why the Niners were able, even after he signed, get out it was like a $100 million deal, but it was really a series of $16 million deals. It was over. So I actually have a top three list okay. of teams that I think should go after Kaepernick, not to put him over the edge this season, but he might be the answer in the future. Give him the offseason. Give him the rest of this year to learn. Obviously, number one is Chicago. You're not going with Trubisky long term. Mm -hmm. But what did we love about Trubisky that made this Bears offense so darn special? The ability to run. And if I have Cordero and Tariq and, and Kaepernick, it could be interesting. Maybe he doesn't play over Trubisky now. Give him the offseason. Full quarterback controversy, option number one. And get him on the bench for the last month of the season, right? Yes, the that's what I'm saying. Let him get used to it. Right. Yep. Number two, the team that was interested in trading for Kaepernick and then pulled the plug, Denver. the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. and John Elway. You like tall, El, uh, Kaepernick is tall. You got an option offense with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay and what they've now developing in Cortland Sutton. And guess what? He's going to make that really bad left tackle that Elway absolutely whiffed on a few years ago, it's going to make him look a lot better. And Noah Fant, like, beautiful. But my number one team, and people are going to go, you're crazy, Okay, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because mm. you don't like Mason Rudolph at all. He's not you, the you, guy. You, you don't like him. And call me crazy, I'm not believing that Big Ben's going to have a good rehab. I just don't think that Big Ben's one of those guys that's going to be like J.J. Watt in the forest, hacking wood and working on his abs. Mm -hmm. He's just never been that guy. I've never been that guy. Every time I go, this is my last big meal. It's not. (laughs) It's just the series. That's how I think Ben is. And I look at Kaepernick and I go, you know who's a coach who could handle this? 
Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is the kind of guy that can get that locker room together and go, all I care about is winners. With that defense, with him, James Conner, and Juju, Mason's not the guy. Let him sit there. And then, hey, you know what? If Big Ben's, and guess what? You're only have to pay Kaepernick like $4 million. Yeah, you don't have to pay him. $5 million. He's not that much. Kansas City, I would add in there, because Andy is creative. He doesn't necessarily fit what Mahomes does, but again, he doesn't have to fit exactly. But they have Matt Moore. Like, we, yeah, he just proved yeah, to us know, that he's a I, really good backup. I know, he is a good backup. But I'm but not looking at We're talking about next year. Yep, is, is he yep. going to be a backup next year, too? Well, no, Mahomes maybe. is your guy for... I know, we're talking about backups. Yeah. You know, but maybe. My I, feeling in terms of this particular year, though, like, let's say the Pittsburgh Steelers sign him and he becomes the backup, right? And let's say they sneak in to become the sixth seed, which is totally plausible right now. Absolutely. They win in the opening round. Now they're heading to New England, let's say, for round two. Who scares me more? Mason Rudolph heading into New England or Colin Kaepernick leading that team who has the potential to run for 150 yards and throw for 250 more and three touchdowns. That's terrifying to me. And just that thought suggests to me that he should be on one of these runs. His ability to run is a part that no one, we talk about it all the time about Lamar Jackson. You can't game plan for that. If he can still run again, we don't know what the heck he looks like at this point. So he's 32. I know what I looked like when I was 32. I got beat up just a bit. So let's say he can still run. He can still throw the ball, still athletic, which I'm sure he is. He's had three Three years off, I mean, that ability in itself is yeah. just like, okay, time out. We don't know what the heck. Unscouted looks. We talk, I was talking to Eric Mangini today, and he said, you know, the one thing that scares the Patriots Humber the most Craig. is is, is <laughs> unscouted looks. When they, when they have no film on a look, just imagine bringing that guy in third and four, critical situation. Now he's under center. You oh, have no the linebackers clue. are Taysom freaking Hill. out. You yeah. don't know what the heck is going to happen. Exactly. He's, he would be Taysom Hill. That's exactly what it Ooh. is. And now you're making me think of, okay, if we gave Kaepernick to a top offensive mind, mm-hmm. yeah. Sean Payton has found a guy like Taysom Hill. Or Shanahan. Really, really, the real answer, the best team for Kaepernick to go to would be to the Patriots. I Look, I would love it. I and, would love it. And and Because if there's one team that really needs another weapon because of all your injuries, we don't know what we're going to get when Nikhil Harry comes back. Right. Is Philip Dorsett really a game changer? Right. Like I have a lot of questions about the weapons on that team. But also, when the Patriots sign a player, it's as if they're knighted by the Queen. Hmm. We look at them now and go, Belichick has deemed Josh Gordon a viable citizen of this country. (laughs) And people went from calling him a drug addict to, he's a weapon. He's back. Do you look at his statistics in the Cleveland Browns in 2014? And he's disciplined and he cares, yeah. And so, but the problem is, is Kraft, Brady, Belichick, MAGA, Trump. I'm well aware of all of this. I don't want to get into that discussion. But like, they're the one team that if they sign him, it... the world, man, it wouldn't explode, but there would be like a little it, sound. If you could put all of your political thoughts aside and just think about the football scenario of let's say the, the Patriots, let's say the Patriots are down twenty-one ten at oh, halftime, yes, and Tom Brady is injured because he's forty-two years old, and Mohamed Sanu's behind center with Kaepernick split out wide. I'm just saying, there's like there's, Edelman. There, who who has the chance to do a comeback in the third and fourth quarter of a playoff game? Is it Jarrett Stidham or would I trust Colin Kaepernick to just? Bring us over the top. I, I got to say, like, yeah. I, I feel like it's a no-brainer. I, I, I can't believe people don't feel this way. Tampa Bay would be cool because Bruce Arian develops quarterbacks. I think that would, that would be a great idea. Yeah. Who the heck knows what's going on in the Chargers after this year? That's But my thing is, is I would never want him to go to a situation. That's why I was like, okay, Josh McDaniels of the Patriots would be fun. Uh-huh. Sean Payton already has his guy. Yep. Kyle Shanahan. Unfortunately, there's no way Kaepernick's going back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It's just not a. It's not possible. Right. But it would be a lot of fun. Uh, and then the other one that I love is Sean McVay. And 
LA would be kind of cool if and he they went had to the kind of stagnant offense. And last I would week. love to make the argument that Kaepernick's better than golf because I'm already halfway there, uh-huh. and all I need is a nice glass of Pinot Noir, and I might, I might sure. take Kaepernick over. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm. It's fun to have the conversation from just a football perspective. Um, would you pay the money for the pay per view to see him? I, I, I'm pretty sure I would. How many monies? Let's say it's. How much is paid? Nine ninety nine. No, fifty nine. Fifty nine ninety nine. You no. would you would pay it? No, I would. You would absolutely would. I pay would it. invite ten friends over and you charge them. A you few would pay bucks it. Each. <laughs> so I yes. put it. Yeah, you 59, would. I haven't had ten monies. friends in my apartment ever. Like that sounds miserable. Adam, where do I sit? Where do I put my coat? No, right. get the fuck we're out of here. There were snacks. No, drinks. I'll do what I do for every UFC pay per view that like I realize is actually that night and I should catch the main event. Right. I go to Reddit oh. and I find out where it is and mm-hmm. I I don't pay for those things. Really. I am a cord cutting Don't be like that. millennial. Don't be like that. Why? My content's free. That's true. So that it makes sense. Yeah, whatever. No, I just I would I would pay for it because I want to see what he looks I like. I was raised on the internet where everything could be found for free. Yeah. And it's really hard to give that up. Mm-hmm. Like and now I'm, every website is like shuttering left and right. Oh man. You know what's hard for me? It's <laughs> hard for me turning into a plus. Look through all the <laughs> different the way, sites to really find excited for free. to announce starting next fall BR plus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I probably shouldn't joke about it because it might be happening. But coming next April, Lefko Plus. Mm-hmm. That's right. For $2.99, you can download an app that gets exclusive webcams when I wake up, when I go to bed, yes. when I take naps, yeah. and the things that I really think but I'm too afraid to say on the Lefko Show. That's Lefko Plus coming in April. Two ninety nine. Would you pay for that? No, I would not. Okay, no. damn. No, actually, I probably would have been like, "Baby, look at this! Look at this nonsense that he's doing now." I, that would be so overwhelming. He's, he's doing, doing like, yoga. Shit, I got to do a live stream right. at two. Oh my god! For the left kites, left kites. <laughs> <laughs> the lefties out of control. <laughs> I love when people come up with little nicknames for like segments and stuff. Uh-huh. So like I would, well, like we, if, if we had people that love dolphin tank so much and they call themselves tankies. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> well, you know what? How about Super Bowl week? We're handing out dolphin tank tank tops to Ooh. the fans. That's pretty good. In Miami. Yeah. Did you really think of that? Just now. Wow. Off the top of your head. See, that's pretty good. Yeah. We in the merchandise department. And they're just called dolphin tanks. Dolphin tanks. Dolphin yeah. tanks. Hold on. This is one of David's best abilities. <laughs> like quick. he has a fake podcast mm-hmm. here called The Loch Ness Monsters. We spend all week coming up with one lock. And like, for example, you know, you choose like the when the Patriots were favored by 17 and a half points over the Redskins. You had to bet like eleven thousand dollars to win one thousand. Mm-hmm. But it came through. That's an extra thousand dollars. Who's saying no to an extra thousand? Nobody. So they do this pod called The Loch Ness Monsters where their lock of the week is the biggest favorite of the week, and mm-hmm. they just take it money line, and they won like five weeks in a row, and then <laughs> then we bet on the Saints instead of the Falcons. And the whole time I was watching, and they it, lost, so they lost their whole. But that was only, no, that was only six k. <laughs> it was six k to win one k. So we're still we're still alive. So the best thing about this Westbrook is none of it's real money, right? But he was explaining this to Warren Sharp, and Warren's reaction was like. <laughs> Oh wait, you're not actually betting real money on this. Then why are you telling? Yeah, no, was, you, don't waste my time. He was thinking through the positive EV of it. He's like, okay, yeah, so like a 17 and a half point favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably going to come through mm-hmm. like once. Um, I was like, no, 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 this is all fake. This is all right. jokes. I'm not putting eleven thousand dollars of my own money. Does Warren Sharp play poker? I mean, he seems to be a. He probably would be a great poker player. I don't know. It he, would be weird because he would just be counting money and he would be counting numbers in his head. Well, that's a, that's what poker players do. Don't they? Po- yeah, but like, but like and... David's a really good poker player, but part of it's because he's really good at like selling and acting. Yeah. And I find Warren, he would be like, like I feel like he he like 
<laughs> like I thought Harmon would react to his positive EV. Yes. By the way, I'm going to tell the story more with Warren tomorrow. An all-time betting night with being friends with Warren Sharp on Monday. Oh, sure. I hit two big parlays this week. I hit a Thursday night money line plus uh, over parlay on the Raiders. So I got the underdog um, money line and over. And then I did it again on Monday night with Seattle, the underdog money line over parlay. And that is one of the craziest overs I've ever hit in my entire life. 54 points, It was points, 10 right? to 7. And in, in that, there was two defensive touchdowns. Like... They took the the um, touchdown from DK Metcalf, like ripped out as he was crossing the right. goal line, which was seven points. And I'm texting with Warren, and I witnessed Warren become a superstitious fan. He got two pairs of shoes at halftime, and he's like, I'm opening them to take my mind off the fact that we're not going to hit this over. And he put on one of the pairs of shoes, and they started to score. And he di- he's like, I'm keeping the shoes on. And he's sending me pictures of him wearing these shoes, being like, it's the fucking shoes. And in my head, I'm going, even the man that I believe to be the smartest analytical mind discussing football the right now in media. data scientist working Who in football spends today. like 21 hours a day <laughs> is currently feeding into my superstitions mm-hmm. that because he put on a pair of sneakers, we're going to hit this fucking over. And it was so much fun because that's that's why I like to talk about betting. Because it's not just marveling at Russell Wilson and appreciating the game of football. When you got a little juice in the game, you start yelling dumb shit mm-hmm. and like texting your friends and like I'm texting with my guy that we got the parlay on and, and the guy's going, Warren, don't take off the shoes. Like that's that's football. That's how that's my favorite fucking shit. You sound excited. It was great. I mean, you, dude, when you hit a parlay, yeah, it's worth it. Absolutely, pays a little bit of my bar tab from Sunday. Boom, check. Speaking of Sunday, you want to talk about it? Again? What's up with your boy? Don't do this right now. No, no, <laughs> your boy. Don't do this. No, it's not okay. Are you going to express it? This is an interesting discussion. Well, here it is. So, so we're hanging out, and and all of his friends oh, absolutely are. Awesome. I'm worried about what story you're going to tell. Oh, what? Are you talk about like messaging. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So we're hanging out. We're having a great time. And all his friends are great. You know, they're all Eagles fans from Philly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this morning I'm on my little Facebook get, looking at my messages. <laughs> and his boy Evan is like, oh, what's up? It was great hanging out with you. Can't wait to see you again. We'll do it again soon. We'll do it again soon. Kissy face emoji. Uh-huh. With the hearts. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell just happened? And then he, and he did respond right after and went, oh, I was supposed yeah. to do this emoji. Supposedly. So yeah. I, we, we don't know what it was all about. Well, all I know is he messaged me and was like, I accidentally sent Westbrook a kissy face emoji. <laughs> I don't know what, what the hell's he, going on. What do you on? think he's thinking right now? Yeah. Is, is he French? Because maybe he was doing the like, oh. mwah, mwah side of the face. Not, that's thing. not okay. He is either. not Evan. He's not no, French he's <laughs> Yes. But no, that wasn't cool. You just let him know that's not cool. Yeah. Evan, well, this almost happened cool. to you with your mother-in-law. Uh, no, no, with our babysitter. Oh, yeah. That's so much better. Oh, my God. I thought it was your mother-in-law. No, no, no. So our, our babysitter's name is Abby, A-B-B-Y. So I texted her the day before she was coming over to babysit. I said, hey, Abby, we still on for tomorrow. And, of course, it autocorrects to, hey, baby, we still on for tomorrow. Yeah. Which, I mean, just automatically changes the entire tone of the text. Oh, my God. And fortunately, you know, like, I didn't actually hit send. But yes. I went through all the mental calculations of, like, oh, my God, what if I'd actually sent it? And then I'd put the phone in my pocket, didn't realize oh. it. And then a half hour later, I'd all these crazy t- like I, I I went I saw my life flashing before I still my eyes. get angry when I type what the F and it comes up what the duck and I'm like <laughs> I have typed this word so many times I have a fix for that 
You put into auto, your, the autocorrect. No, you put into your contacts a character, like a person named fuck fucking, and then that becomes just a word that your phone now recognizes. Like if mm. I write L E F K in my text, it knows that I'm talking about Lefko because that's now a word that's like been yeah. programmed into my phone. So you create a person named fuck fucking, and now it, <laughs> it now knows that both of those words. It's a great hack. <laughs> this guy. Man. I think the thing I like about it the most is like if somebody was looking at your phone, right. they're like. Who is fuck fucking? <laughs> He's a dude that yeah. I use for my autocorrect because I use the word fuck and fucking a whole lot more than I use duck and ducking. If you were to do a voice for <laughs> Mr. FF, mm-hmm. what would he sound like? He's Pat Pat's roommate. <laughs> it's, it's, they went to uh, they went to college together. They went to and they they you know. Oh, so they, it's more a fuck f- fuck fucking. No fuck 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 you. Mm. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like that's spelled F U C K. I feel like that's like an F U H C K. F A H C K. Yeah, go F-A-W-K. fuck yourself. W K. No, that's Fork. Fork. That's like Guy Fox from uh, V for Vendetta. <laughs> All the same thing to me. Uh, I do have a note. Uh, my guy, Matt Rue, huge Jets fan, mm-hmm. hit me up, and he said, I need you to tell Brian Westbrook that he's not alone. I, too, do not like peanut butter and chocolate. Good it's man. become like the defining conversation of this podcast, I feel like, for the last few weeks. He said, now, if you give me premium chocolate and peanut butter, I believe that tastes good. But he agrees in the Reese's Cup. He is a bit of a foodie. And he goes, I don't know what that is in the middle, but it's not peanut butter, which is an interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. I love whatever is in the middle of that. It's peanut butter and powdered sugar all mashed together with like ah, a Ah, so that's not even real peanut butter. Granulated it's sugar. A, yeah, no a, wonder. It's a peanut butter ah, roux. It's like a, it's a substitute <laughs> peanut butter. It's a mirepoix. Nah, no yes, good. Yes, yes. No good. And, and, and this guy, no. Matt, obviously is a smart man. He is. He's intelligent. He's probably went to Harvard. I can tell. No, that was Dan. That was Dan. David. Well, yeah. Well, see, this guy is smart. I can tell. Yeah. He hates Reese's Cups. Everybody does. He doesn't hate them. He You're... doesn't eat them. Oh, and I got a text from my friend Brad, who's been in the restaurant industry for I don't know ever, and he texted me uh, about an hour ago. After catching up on the Food Take pod with Robert Griffith, I have one thing to say about Westbrook. He wouldn't know a good meal if it sat on his oh, face. Oh, Wow. Wow. That's, and here's the funny thing. That's is, harsh. Brad's the one that at that amazing restaurant, American Cut, uh-huh. he's the one that hooks it up. Really? So maybe we'll do a dinner outing. That's exactly and, what you should do. And, and Brad, maybe we'll bring you a few dishes and we'll, we'll test your culinary. Because David's a foodie too. Is he? You're the one. Uh, do you take food advice from skinny guys, really? Do you? No. I take advice from people that have gone, I made a quiche over the weekend. I like to I got, cook. So yes. I made a yeah. quiche. Like, oh, I dude, this man gets you down. quiche? Down in so the kitchen. Good, really? Dude. Oh, yeah. And I make it instead of a crust, of like a pie crust, I make it with hash browns as the crust. Now, tell me you don't love like <laughs> eggs and bacon with some pepper in an omelet and a quiche. This is just a different delivery system than an omelet. It just has like a crusty, you know, potato-y bottom to That's it. That's my favorite I'm thing to do. I'm going to tell you something I, that, uh, you, that you, don't, you won't believe. I don't like omelets either. Okay, what, what? Do you like eggs? I don't like eggs. I don't, I don't like. I don't like. See, do you, I like, do you like scrambled eggs? No. Do you like egg whites? I don't like anything. I don't like. This is incredible. I, I feel like the egg that you're eating, and this is kind of graphic. If you're going to say, don't steal Sims's line. No, not that. No, I won't go that far. But I feel like it's a baby chicken mm. that hasn't been. What is that food that really rich people eat that is an undeveloped? Foie gras? No, no, no. It's like one of those, like, you peel it apart and you see, like, the baby chicken. Ortolan? Is that the thing they ate in the show Billions? Yes. And actually in succession. Can you describe that to Westbrook? And then while we describe it, if there's any way to only take a close-up of Westbrook's face. Yeah, it's, um, 
it, and again, I only know it from the show Billions and from the show Succession, so I might be describing I love it wrong. Billions. But I believe it is a small game game bird, like a finch or something, but it's like tiny, tiny bird, and they overfill it with some sort of like, you know, very rich foods all into its stomach. And then they kill the bird by drowning it in Armagnac. What (laughs) What type of people are these? And then uh, the way they serve it, it's literally just a plate with a dead bird on it. I'm not kidding. Like, you know, you know, when your food like looks like a turkey or it looks like a chicken, this just looks like a dead bird. You hold it by the feet. You put the whole bird in your mouth up to like the ankles. You eat the whole thing and then you eat it bones and all, which apparently so softened from like a lifetime of being force fed all this food. This is like one of the the wealthiest. And how is it described? Uh, gamey? No, but people say Bad. it's like incredible. And you aren't you supposed to eat it while wearing like a tablecloth over yes. your head? Yes, uh, it is typically you put a tablecloth over your head, which is like. Are you guys making this up? This, no, I'm not. I'm not making crazy. this up. I, I googled this. Were so good. I googled this after the show aired because I was like, this can't be real, and it is. You put the the tablecloth over your head. A, it it blocks out your vision and your hearing, so that you're just what about focusing the on the smell taste of this live thing. I'm sure the smell is something, but also it's like this acknowledgement of the shame of what we did to this animal in order to make it as delicious it as is it shameful. is. And they say, like, they react on the shows, at least, that it's, like, the most incredible taste you'll ever have. I will never experience that taste. Mm -hmm. That, but your face, Westbrook, toward that. (laughs) But how did they figure out that that's something to eat? That's always my favorite conversation. How did that happen? It's like, I'll watch, like, a drug movie, Mm -hmm. right? Like, in... it wasn't blow. It was one where they that you're going through the jungle and you're watching them make the cocaine. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing like gasoline and you're seeing like on fire. And I'm always like, who fucking thought of yeah. this in the beginning? Yeah. Like it the, the the normal joke is who's the first sick fuck that said, I'm gonna get milk from that cow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, like who looks at a baby bird and goes, let's just fill it up and stuff it and then eat it up to his ankles. I think that way about like mushrooms and berries and things that someone was like, hmm, I saw that squirrel eat that berry. I bet it's fine for humans to eat. And then we just popped it in their mouth. Berries seem reasonable. It seems reasonable. Remember I read that dumb fact where it said on a totem pole, the sign bear means teacher because bears showed us how to hunt for fish and eat berries. That's the reason. You watch animals do it. And then you go, Okay. We could probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen an animal fill another bird, a baby bird with stuff and then eat it. Kodiak bears do. Yeah. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, what? The rare, if you say the, something confidently the rare enough, Kodiak? Is it, oh, it is Kodiak. I thought it was Kodak bear, but that's just a bear that likes to be on camera. A really photogenic bear is a Kodak bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, why don't we do, how about we do this? We'll do fan question rotated with the cup. Okay. So it'll be a bigger banger, as they call it in the biz. That is what they call it. Uh, so we'll go with a, a Twitter question first. Yes. And by the way, thank you to the 33% for responding yeah. with some really great questions. Um, sorry, we can't get to all of them. There were a whole bunch of good responses, but at Irvin underscore Sanchez C, NFL players have a quote, welcome to the NFL moment. What was Adam Lefko's welcome to BR moment? Ooh, Ooh. that's a good one. I think, um, I don't know why this came to my head. We had a shoot um, where I was supposed to go meet up with uh, Usain Bolt, mm-hmm. uh, to, and it was doing like a press thing. And we walked in there, and we had our own like dedicated area. And I looked over, and there was a scrum of reporters like lobbing questions at him. And I had spent my entire career in scrums, and now I had this area to the side where I like I got ten minutes with him. Mm. And I looked at the reporters, and I saw how much they fucking hated me. And I was like, wow, 
I don't have, that was like a, that was a unique thing. And then it was like, I also was like, Usain, how are you? Because when you were in the scrums, you probably looked over and saw some veteran reporter and, like, and you're like, why the fuck those. does that guy get 20 free I minutes? I was like, I was like, I could do better than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why? Because they go to a lot more people than me. Yeah. And, and now you're the guy. No, I still get well, no, you were shit. No, I'm saying you were the, in, in that situation, you're the guy. Well, no, now I've gotten like spoiled to like, I don't like to be on Radio Row anymore. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, it was like, why won't this company put me on Radio Row? And then eventually you reach a point where you're like, I don't want to be near that madhouse. Right. Can we find a way to not be there? Why yeah. did they put me on Radio Row? Now, Radio Row is fun for a guy like you. Mm-hmm. But like I was talking to Warren about it. Your guy's key is you need to have a schedule because you're going to get grabbed by fucking 92.6 Topeka. Right. And you're going to be like, ah, fuck. And he's like, but you told me you'd be on in 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. We got to ask you the crazy questions, prop bets. And you're like, I love 92.6 in Topeka. I listen to the drive time all the time. Smooth jazz. Don't know why they're at the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, all right, David. Oh, I get to go first. What voice do you want to do? Um, I was just watching Rounders, so I'll do Teddy KGB. Did you like the movie Rounders? Loved or have you Rounders. Not seen it? Loved it. I, I, I've watched it a hundred times. One of my favorite just, movies. You know, you know when you're scrolling on Netflix yeah. and it's oh, like, that's oh, that's you always watch it. Always. Yeah. Yes. Love Rounders. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All NFL team, team names just came to life. A bear, a jet, a raven, etc. Which division would win a battle royale? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of lost it, but you got the gist of it. Pay him his money. It's like pay him his money. Pay that chick, man. Chick, chick, chick. All you do is chick. <laughs> pay that man his money. I, I simultaneously always wonder like what the director thought when Malkovich came in and did it. Like was he like this is a little bit over the top, but it's also John. I so think like, I actually heard Koppelman talk about this exact thing that they had like got John Malkovich to sign on to this movie and like helped it make it a go picture but they had no idea what he was going to do with the picture and like literally the first shot that they the first scene that they shot was the head to, the heads up match at the no. end I think I believe that was how a- do you do that in a movie like that's why I think actors are wild that they can like in a movie you feel all the pent up emotion of the last hour and a half but they shot that first yeah, that's crazy. And it was like, it, I, I can't remember the exact story, but it was something like they sat down. It was Matt Damon who's like, you know, looking at his, you know, Matt Damon's such a serious actor looking at his cards and whatnot. And then he's, he has some line that's like, yes, I, and then like just Damon lost it. They had, <laughs> that no one on set had any idea he was going to come in so hot with that character. <laughs> that's and so funny. you're watching, because we've all been on set for stuff and like you watch him, you're like, I wonder if this is going to work in the right. edit. And, but oh. Malkovich knew, Malkovich knew because he's the greatest. He is fucking unbelievable. All right, so the question was, the uh, mascots come to life. A bear is actually a bear. A lion is a lion. This is a throwback to many pods that we've done. What, which division it would win a battle royale? So let me go from the AFC, and I'm going to do it quickly. A patriot, a buffalo, a dolphin, and a jet. Mm-hmm. Interesting combination. I know the answer. Oh, all right. All right. I'm going to look at the divisions and go you ahead, go. No, 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 no. I'm going to you give me yours. NFC North. Because they have a bear, which is a tough ass animal. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lion. Yep. Obviously, Viking, another. Which is, a Viking which is a, is a might stud be as a man. Number one in the human based mascot rankings. That's right. Like if a Viking's facing a patriot or a buccaneer. That's right. The Viking is the most savage of all. Okay. And they have a packer. And I'm not 100% oh. sure what that is. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a cheesehead, maybe, or someone that's packing clothes, or. 
So they'd be organized and vicious. Yes. I like and the, they have food, too. The symmetry of, of, like, a Viking riding in on a bear and a packer riding in on a lion, that's yes. just the coolest look. It's like a man on an animal Absolutely. and a man on an animal. That, that's, like, a good formation that they True, have. true. Like, the east is funny because you're like, okay, the the eagle's flying on top, and there's, like, a giant walking down, uh-huh. and a cowboy on the right, and a, and a Washington on the left, and you're like... I don't know. That's a good image, but they're not winning. I would take the NFC North over them. Um, Are you leading feeling, anywhere? Yeah, I think it's it's a no-brainer. I think if you have a Titan on your team, everything else is moot. Mm. I think a Titan, isn't that a god or a demigod? Like, mm. who? Yeah. even a giant or a, a, a patriot driving a jet, you know. That with, so it's a Titan, it's a horse in the Colts, it's a Jaguar, and it's... That's I honestly think the Jaguar, the Colt, and the Texan could kind of like hang out on the Ooh. sidelines and just let the Titan destroy all. What about I, that, the, that's the way I feel, but I could be wrong. The AFC West, you have a Raider, which obviously is Really a, the question mark in that one I was just looking at it is, is a Charger like the god of lightning or yes. is it a single bolt? Is there a refractory? Or is it how is? you recharge your phone in case you're in the middle of Great battle question. and you need to text somebody? Great like, question. It's literally a Charger. I really think it might be the AFC North because just no one's going to step in a brown. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, NFC South, a saint. Who's going to harm a saint in the fight? Well, it depends. A lot of people. I would if I needed to. A panther? But I do I do think you're right. I wonder if the Titan is... Nah. The, is That's it, a secret weapon. Is that the strongest mascot in all of sports? Uh, a wizard might have the ability to take down a Titan. Um, I also, I don't know what blue is like a St. Louis blue. It's mm-hmm. like, maybe like the, if you envelop someone in a color, it just a, a you're I, done. You right. lost. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Fan question. Number two, Mr. Engba. This is from at Anthony three Davis. Uh, it is not the NBA all-star. Unfortunately. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did Westbrook have a backup plan if football didn't work out? Mm. <laughs> well, I, I actually did because I went to Villanova and I didn't think that I didn't have a clue that football was going to actually work out. I was thinking, find your way through school, get yourself a great degree at Villanova University, and and work. You know what I'm saying? Like get like a real job. Like mm-hmm. you know. So I have a business degree. Um, I own a few businesses, and so that was my game plan. Go find a way to learn a bunch yeah, of but stuff. What would have been if you had to go right out of college? Stockbroker? No. Okay. No. That, that no no no. It was more like. Um, Real estate, gotcha. you know, mm. real estate type of stuff. Yeah, you know, managing some businesses on the computers at the time, which was cool. But now it's kind of crazy because I don't know anything about what the hell is going on in the computer. I can't anymore. even imagine. Yeah, no. Well, you bad. had that whole like NFL career that kind of yeah, sidetracked you. Sidetracked me a couple years here. But you weren't interested in taking your amazing NCAA uh, resume and try to parlay that into like a college football coaching job or anything like that. I, you know, I thought about coaching, but then. So when you go into the NFL, and obviously this is a different type of question, but when you go into the NFL, the coaches are spending 12, 14, 16 hours a day in the office. And that just sours you because as a player, you're like, man, we're wasting so much time in between meetings, coaches having meetings that we don't even need. And it just sours you from the coaching experience and kind of the same way in in college because you have coaches in college that are like, we don't want you to go out partying, so we're going to have another meeting. And we don't want you to do this, so we'll have a practice. And we're like, yo, come on, coach. Mm -hmm. How many practices do you need? I feel like good players don't ever want to become coaches. 
That's why Peyton Manning's just like chilling out doing it's like hard, a little. It's hard series. for good players to be coaches because yeah. they're. Like, I, I, you, it's I give really you, good for like the guy that like sits at the back of the line and doesn't get reps. Right. He's like, I see how this coaching That's is right. improving. Frank Brian Reich. Westbrook. Well, well, good yeah. players. Mike yeah. Singletary. I'll use that as, as an example. Quarterbacks are great Best. fucking coaches. Was a he wasn't a great. He wasn't ready to be a coach yet because. Are you telling a Singletary story? Well, yeah. Buckle I, up. It's I, a good time. I, I, I love Mike Singletary as a man. I, he just wasn't ready to be a head coach. <laughs> but when you're when you're a star, all Hall of Fame type of player, you have instincts that other people can't have, right? Mm-hmm. And so I can't tell you how to be instinctual as a linebacker or as a running back. There are certain things I feel that I just see it and I feel it before you can even see it. Yeah. And I'm able to make the play before you even – your senses aren't there. And so for me to tell you how to do something that I just did naturally is impossible. That's why you said backup guys have yeah. the ability to say, okay, watching everything. I saw somebody else do it. Greg this Lewis. is what he saw. Exactly. Yeah. I thought this exact thing when uh, Jason Kidd became a head coach in the NBA, mm-hmm. I was like, Jason Kidd's going to talk to every point guard and be like, just do what I did. Just be perfect. Yeah. Just like hit the gap. Yeah, just, just hit it. the yeah. gap and see the floor the way no one in the history of the game has ever yeah. seen it. Why? Why? Well, look at Doc, <laughs> Doc Rivers is a good coach. I mean, it's kind of, I guess it goes, I mean, he look, wasn't but, a star but, star. But then again, though. you know who's the best right now? Old Stevie Kerr. Yes. And he just sat there and went, oh, that's an interesting way to talk to Michael. Oh, that's an interesting way to talk to Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an interesting way to talk to every other Hall Star of Fame player that he's with, played right. with. Or Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. And the, you get to observe more. That's why, like, the second and third kid is yes. always the one that's, like, thinking the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the first kid, you're like, I'm going to make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The second kid's, like, on the counter making it themselves. <laughs> That's right. With all the kids I have. All right, Westbrook, reach in there. Ingber, pick a voice for him. Oh, uh, actually, this is one of the questions that we got. Uh, oh, nice. We want um, Brian Westbrook to do his Stewie from Family Guy voice. It's from at Connor Abbott. Do I look like I watched Family Guy? All right, hold on. I'm <laughs> I don't know what he sounds it like. It's, it's, hello. Hold on. I believe he's based on the voice of Rex Harrison. Hello. What's the oh, great... Oh. Yeah, because I was up super late last night beefing your mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. That's the first one you came to? Wow. That was a very specific clip wow. to, to wow. show his voice. That was the first clip on Stewie's one-liners. That's the first clip that you have saved in your damn computer. <laughs> I was up late last night beefing your mom. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, so all, right. The- all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> What's the greatest random video game of all time, dude? What, dude? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that came from. It just popped out. You don't choose it, Mario Kart. white surfer guy. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same people. I may get a Spanish little line in here, too, so. Don't choose Mario Kart or Madden or GoldenEye or any other games that we agree are Hall of Famers. All right, so say it again with your normal voice. <laughs> so that is funny. Yeah, I've noticed that you do that. It's like we do it with the funny voice, and then right. you regroup, and you're like, okay, what the, what the question you can't is? Because no one too busy laughing because he can't hear the damn question. <laughs> well, because, because he does these pauses in the middle where I was like, I'm just. That's because I can't laugh. What's the greatest random video game of all time? Don't choose Mario Kart or Madden mm. or GoldenEye or any other games that are that we all agree are Hall of Famers. Agreed. So, like, Mario Kart's in there, GoldenEye's in there. Oh, I know. Okay, what's one of yours? The Legend of Zelda. That's First of all, my mother's name is Zelda. Oh. So just imagine when I'm... Did she go on an epic quest? To, she went on an epic quest to, to, to well, give Link, me and my brother Link a spanking is what she did. To protect Zelda. Okay. This is before... This, you didn't have a Nintendo, I, did you? I never finished the See? game. So I never... Like, when they're like, they're like, don't spoil the reveal. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never going to get there. But I know I got these wrong. Yeah. Well, my mother's name was Zelda, is Zelda. It was a great adventure. You never... You... There's no way you finished that game. I, I would finish. bet all of my monies. 
Yeah, I don't know. I probably didn't. No, you're like, you're about, this game's boring. Yeah, yeah, I'm Blitz. out. I'm out on this. Let's play Techno Bowl. Yeah, that's what it'll look like. Yeah. Do you have one? I know you originated this question. I have a few. Yeah, I have a few. I mean, I was a 1993 Nintendo guy. Same. So for me, like, that's what video games are like. All right, about. Right in my wheelhouse. Rad Racer was my game. I'm looking at it. It was, uh, it was a, a car driving uh, game, and it was just, I was obsessed with it. I right. was just so obsessed with this game. being like a seven or eight-year-old kid and just oh, like man. going super fast. They had these really awesome kind of like Miami Beach and then like a California looking one and then one in like the Arizona desert. Yes. They just like, they looked cool. I'd never played a game anything I remember like that, that before. Game. It felt like something yeah. you could only get in an arcade. And I know that like the, the under 23 crowd is listening to this being like, really? A car driving game blew your mind? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you have to imagine a the, world where that didn't yes. exist and it then was, it showed up in your living room. It was like the first time you played Duck Hunt. Yes. And you're like, I'm hitting a button and something is fucking happening on my television. At my like, house. At my house. At my fucking house. Because arcades were happening in the 80s and 90s and stuff. But like, <laughs> I now have a plastic gun in my house and I can stand 10 feet away from my TV. Yes. That was mind blowing. I never actually stood. I always went right to the television. <laughs> uh, that's cheating. I, and I was a cheater. Come that's on, what I did. Um, I, I loved um, Duck Hunt and all that stuff. The two that came to my mind right away were Battletoads. Uh-huh. If you remember Battletoads, it was like, they were like, <laughs> they were like the X, I don't even know. They were a little bit like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but like a little bit more, cra- and I loved all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. And the other one was Roller Games. Roller Games was this like roller skating fighting game. I had a roller skating game that I was obsessed with. It was, was fucking with, uh, great. Too extreme on PlayStation. I also liked mine. Monsters in My Pocket. Was a good game. The weirdest thing I think about growing up in that era was popular didn't really exist. So it's whatever game your fucking aunt got you from Toys R Us. That's that's the game you played for six Mm -hmm. months. And in your little child brain, you thought everybody is playing Battletoads so I can go to any room and go fucking Battletoads and everybody knows it, but they didn't. This is the most validating thing you've ever said. This like changed my, because I spent ages 12 through 15 getting incredible at Battle Arena Toshinden and was like, I can't wait to dominate my friends in this. And then all of them played Mortal Kombat and Tekken and like had never even heard of freaking Battle Arena Toshinden. I just wasted so many hours of my life getting incredible at this game that would have no social capital to me. Sorry, sorry about that, bro. No, but that's, Thanks, man. But that's, Appreciate that. Sorry. That sounded sincere. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm concerned, <laughs> but, I, but I wonder, you know, like, we have these amazing moments when we were younger, and now it's like, even when I go on a Netflix, it goes, this video is trending. And some people are going to go, well, if people are watching this, I would like to have that discussion. Right. Especially with the way we consume media. Like, people come up to me and they'll be like, hey, man, like, I wasn't able to listen to the podcast. I'm like, dude. How do you have any time to do that ever? But we we want to be listening to things that other people are listening. We want to be in the in crowd, FOMO, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that like I played games that people have never like. I loved Kickle Cubicle. Holy fuck! It was bootleg Kirby. Ah. This dude would suck in and like spit out like things and got into a fight with my mom over it. It was great. Really? So the only game that you're gonna say was what again? Um, fucking Zelda. What Legend of Zelda was an awesome game, first of all. For sure. You, you had to have another one. Like, I liked NFL Blitz. I loved Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was one of my favorites. Yeah, that's but that's, a, hall that's a Hall of Famer. Though. Yeah. yeah. Techno Bowl, obviously, a Hall of Famer. You were in a big video game. We had three damn games. That was all we had. I, you're, I right, you're a little bit older. I didn't come from your era. I was too busy. <laughs> Something your mom. I forgot what the line was. <laughs> all right. Uh, fan question. Uh, yes. Uh, this is from at not Matthew Evans. I wonder if it's actually Matthew Evans. (laughs) It's not Matthew Evans, (laughs) according to his Twitter handle. Um, In the ultimate Ohio Bowl, 
could a team comprised of Ohio State's skill players and the Browns linemen, offensive and defensive, beat the Cincinnati Bengals? Ooh. So, we, like, all their special, ooh. Because are there current players now? I think, I think. Or the, all time. I not say who my right quarterback now. is. It's, it's, they're saying, could if you take the Browns lines, because when you talk about college versus the pros, the number one thing that they they're going to. They get gonna, dominated in the trenches. Right. Exactly. Right. But you take that away. So now it's, it's their corners, it's their wide receivers, it's their quarterback, it's their running backs. Like, could that team with the Browns front seven? If and, the answer is could, yes. If you had to give me a percentage, I'd say. Thirty-nine percent, which you is risk, pretty high. Would you risk twelve thousand dollars to win one thousand? Ooh, no, no, <laughs> no way. That is interesting, though. I love when one team is so bad in the NFL and one team is so good in college. It always gets that it becomes going, some but... Instagram. Like, ah, could but, but, la- could what would be the hard part for the Ohio State players, though? Because they're fast. They're just as fast. They're just as strong. Maybe they don't know the NFL lingo yeah. and things like that. But let's say we played. On a college field, obviously, wider hash, things like that. I've always believed that we don't, we never factor in the human element of it. Of you have, you're now putting a professional athlete on the field with a college player, Mm -hmm. and that dude is going to. Did you put every mor- morsel of his body Pride to destroying that kid? Yes, and the kids are doing it just to like, like that. You need a special, but, but kid they're doing it to get into the out. NFL. That was their gateway into the NFL. If you take that question and you go, whoever loses dies, so that motivation <laughs> is the same. <laughs> Because money isn't going to motivate you as much. Yeah, murder is pretty good. Motivating. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Death yeah. is. That's what I use with my kids. <laughs> All right, what voice am I doing? Um, you have a. I don't have one. You you have them all the good ideas. Uh, can we get a little Elmer Fudd? Can you do Elmer Fudd for me? Uh, I'm hunting rabbits. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I always want to do. I'm a, I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. That's um. That's the chicken. Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> which I think sometimes his delivery is a little Stephen A. Uh, okay. <laughs> a little bit. Good take. That's a good take. Yeah. No, I don't know what you're saying about me, mother. It's a little actually. That's more. That's more Shannon Sharp when I think about it. Uh-huh. Shannon's more Foghorn Leghorn. I think Foghorn Leghorn was supposed to be sort of like a Southern lawyer. He's like, now nah, your honor, what I believe mm-hmm. is, you know. I just keep repeating myself. <laughs> What's the greatest? Uh, is that it? I don't know. I, like what's it. the greatest prank you've ever pulled or had pulled on you? Obviously, Mike Tyson talking. Yeah, that was Mike Tyson. Oh, shit. That's fine. Oh, you're talking about the, the wascally wabbit. The wascally, that's a wascally wabbit. Can you do it as Mike Tyson? Would that change at all? What's the, what's the greatest prank you've ever pulled mm-hmm. or had pulled on you? That's not bad. Well, pretty good. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I, I kind of like Mike. You know, my hands move fast, brains move fast, <laughs> girls move slow. You know, you're, you're good. All right. What's the greatest prank you've ever pulled or had pulled on you? Mm. Really, we're both going to look at Westbrook and go, tell me a great time in a locker room. Yeah. Locker room pranks are always the best. Um, and, and you know what? If it's not on you, but it was on a teammate and it's yeah. one you'll never forget, that's good too. That and even nice. if it's a story that you've heard, but you yeah. want to put yourself in it and yeah. just make it a first person. Well, this story, was, if you're practicing writing fiction, this wasn't. This was a prank that they used to do all to all the rookies, and so we had the field right, you know, surrounded by you know little shrub trees, things Rectangle. like that. Yeah, got that. There it is. I just got that. Yeah, shame name. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a, it's not an opal, but they had trees, and so we would be practicing whatever. And all the old guys would do this to all the young guys. He's like, man, they got the the guys in the in the trees are filming practice and. And, and 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 taping it with the video camera. Don't you see him? So everyone's looking like, like I don't I don't see shit. Like what are you talking about? He said, No, it's right there. So now all the old guys are like, No, he's right there. So now you're 
feeling like you're you're crazy, which was a silly little prank. But during the middle of camp, that's it's absolutely hilarious. But then you have guys. No, that That's was the fucking that was prank. That was, that was like, it. yep, we were lying. That was it. All right. That was it got first. you with a look over here. <laughs> fucking A. Usually the prank starts Listen. with, hey, look over right. there. Okay. Then the prank championship game. Okay, no. I'm just all right. So now we, we we've all seen these similar pranks, but they 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 take all the tape from like the training room, yeah. go out to the rookies' cars and wrap them mm. in tape. Which which is which is not bad if it's Sunny and 75. Now, if it's raining yeah. and then it dries, mm. that's when you can't get the damn tape off your windshield. Mm-hmm. And that's not fun. I so that's wonder, when the prank goes too far. So we, we, And now we have to fight. My question is this. We always know that happens to rookies. We yeah. always know the victim. Who is the quadrant of players on the team that execute the prank, right? It's it's probably not the quarterback. Yeah. It's not the high-priced wide receiver. Like D-lineman, like doing line. stuff like so that. So what is the position group that typically pulls off the prank? I like this And question. are they like a second or, th- or are they a starter? Yes. It's, it's usually a starter. Second-string guys are usually trying to make their way, unless you're like a, a name right. second-string guy that gets a bunch of playing Is time. it a guy that's gotten a contract or is he at the end of his rookie deal? He's gotten the contract. Okay. The young guys, you, you got to get a contract first just to be solidified on the team because if this goes bad, you want to make sure that you still got an opportunity right. to play. So, yeah, it's usually the older guys. D-linemen, offensive linemen, they always are thinking of crazy stuff to do. Um, it's usually – then the kickers. Kickers have a more time. They kickers time and holders have more time. Backup quarterbacks do nothing any day, every day. They do Was absolutely Coy nothing. Was Coy Detmer a prankster? Coy was hilarious. But he, was he, hilarious. he didn't do a bunch of pranks, but he was he just did funny stuff. Came out one day in an all like all white suit. Just like not, not a jumpsuit, but like tight. All white. White shoes, white tights. Just looked white little hat. It was it was hilarious. You had to be there. So all these pranks you have to actually be I there. I get it. I get it. Well, because a lot of do you have pranks that were involving you that were great? Um I pulled a bunch when I was working at Major League Baseball. Like Ooh, on Yeah, let's hear one. Um there was one uh, that we pulled. There was like a there was a, a bunch of like kind of like young reporters that were we had them. We were going to do like a, a really fast, uh, you know, this is on YouTube. Actually, you can go to see it, it was with Jay Bruce where you'd have a chance to run up to Jay Bruce, ask him a question, and then run off. Right. And it was like we were making this video of like all these like young reporters that were like applying to this job. Yes. So like they went, you know, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite at bat? You know, and just running, running, running. And like the fourth or fifth one. We yanked out the leg of the table to make it look like he had crashed into the table and his silver slugger award was sitting on the table and it crashed to the floor. And Jay Bruce is looking at him like, dude, what that what did you do to my table? And Jay Bruce was great, actually. And uh, like really, oh, he was in on it. Oh, yeah, he okay. was he was he was. The, so we were making you yeah. know, the prank was on this young guy. And then he revealed the prank. See, this really is the problem with telling pranks. If you're not there, it's never as funny. But I'm saying you can you can witness this you on YouTube. What? I got I got one. I just remember one. Oh, good. I, I got a good one. This is a good one. This is funny too. So you better don't laugh. hype it up too. This, this, this one. This is really really funny. So stop hyping. Right it around up. Thanksgiving time, and you're gonna laugh. Listen to me. You're, stop you're promising. Gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna have I to like laugh caveats. So this is good. Right at, at Thanksgiving I'm going time. Stone face for it to be prepared. You would always tell. Get your face straight. Okay. 
you would always tell the rookies, like, listen, we have a so, – so Andy Reid would come into the team meeting and say, listen, we, we are sponsored by, I don't know, whatever grocery store, Pathmark, Giant, whatever grocery store you have. And um, we, all the rookies go over to the, uh, the grocery store and get turkeys for the vets. So they can bring it back to their families. And right. so now all the vets go to the rookie and like, listen, have you heard this one before? No. They do it a lot of teams. I, I want three turkeys. I want four turkeys. And so now you have a list of guys. Deuce wants three. Dorsey Levis wants two. Brian Mitchell wants four. So I'm like, I'm going to have that shopping cart full of turkeys. So we all the rookies go to the, the grocery store one by one so they can't see each other. And they go to the grocery store, put all the, 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 the turkeys in and just try to walk out, right? But the grocery stores, they have no clue what the hell is going on. They're not in on the prank at all. So now it's like you're actually stealing four or five, oh, six. Them, oh, the supermarket knows. Yes. So they're, obviously they're videotaping the whole time. So now security guards run after you, uh-huh. everything like that. They're acting like they're, you're going to jail. Now you're, so now you're trying to explain, no, this is for Deuce and this is for Dorsey. And again, you have to kind of be there. But it was funny. No, that's funny. It I is. Like that was well explained. I got that's it. not funny to you. <laughs> it's never good this when was you finish funny. a joke and someone goes, that was well explained. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was saying I can you picture gotta, the prank the, the, being. It's, it is funny. Yeah. You know what? It's funny. You know what the greatest prank I've ever been involved in? What? You're going to see in three weeks on Ditch the Playbook. That's right. Fina, finale of the season. Travis Kelsey prank. Yeah. It's hilarious prank. Hilarious. Hilarious. Do I have to be there? So you no, have a no, video. No. So that's not. It's not. It's not. Can't be I come prepared. If you have a video, that's not fair. It's almost like pranks. In the, it's in a the good, internet it's a good age. prank, though, isn't it? It's a great prank. I, I, I was so proud of the way we executed yeah. it and planned it. Do you have a prank? No, that was the no, prank. No, do you yeah. have another one that Let's you can explain to us? Because I feel like laughing. Exactly. It's pretty hard to think of one that's funny. Uh, okay, I got one. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, one time my... Uh... <laughs> Are you pranking us that you don't have a story right now? <laughs> this is oh. absolutely false. Whatever these about to say, is, <laughs> this, is, this is not a true story. Uh, before I would always get home before my parents. Okay. And so I would come home from school. And one time I took saran wrap and I lifted up the toilet seat and I put it over the toilet. That's a classic from like closed, a summer camp movie. And my mom sat down and I just heard... <laughs> And then she went, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Was and you fun. see, you didn't have to be there. Yeah, My mom was... peed on herself. Yeah. Shout out to Sharon. Good job, mom. Drip, drip. Okay. <laughs> that was my Migos ad lib for that joke. First of all, your mom's going to kill you when she sees this. She's going to be like, yeah. No, do you know she, she's going to I raised you better me. than you this. You know she's going to text me and she's going to go, listen to the pod. Thanks for telling that story. Yeah. Oh, my friends love it. No. She they call so me she... drip, drip now. <laughs> Drip, drip, Sharon. If drip, my mom drip. walks into Mahjong <laughs> on a Monday night, her friend Wendy goes, yo, drip, drip. My life will be made. Drip, I, drip. I can retire. Put this chain on, drip, drip. All right, so fan questions. Um, okay, at K McLovin 59 what is your favorite uh, type or flavor of cake or flavor of ice cream? Mm. David, I think you should go first. David is very particular. I am. You have uh, rules. <laughs> I do have some rules. Um, I'm a big fan of just the the regular chocolate cake with the vanilla icing. So you get a little bit of the both, but I like the moist chocolate cake. As mm. you know, that's I'm just let's let's not fuck around with like the the perfect cake, you know. Uh, and then when it comes to ice cream, I just I love mint chocolate chip, which is what made me so sad the other day when you hated wow. mint and chocolate. But if we're going like really specific, it's the Ben and Jerry's flavor of um, milk and cookies. It's like, it's like a, it's like their own sort of like the milk and cookies. Milk and like, cookies, huh? Okay. It's called milk and cookies. So it, the real question though, like I want you to answer is: up. What is the cake that you hate, and what is the ice cream that you hate? Because when Ingber doesn't like something, it has the full vigor, and you will rain down vengeance upon. Them. You want to hear one of the most overrated yes, cakes on yes. the planet? Give it yes, to I, hey, I, 
Tiramisu, what are you doing? Why are you trying to strangle me with chocolate powder? We have one of the most epic scenes from The Office of when Michael Scott's trying to eat a bite of cake and then try to talk on the phone. He's like, he starts, why? It's, it's, like, a, it's like a murder weapon. I swear to God, I don't know tiramisu. why tiramisu exists. So, okay. And if along we went, those if we lines. If went out to dinner and I ordered tiramisu, you would be like, are you fucking kidding me? I'd be like, enjoy it, dude. I don't know. What, there's so many good options out Overrated. there. Overrated. Oh, it Overrated. shouldn't exist. Uh, and then along the lines of the, the flavor palette of tiramisu, uh-huh. I mean, espresso ice cream. Why do you exist? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I Coffee <laughs> ice cream is okay. Espresso or like Turkish coffee ice cream mm. where it's like really just genuinely tastes like a bitter cup of coffee. This is your dessert? This is your, like, delightful end to the meal with empty calories? Like, that's what you want to leave the meal on? That's how I feel about Reese's. Just the exact way. Reese's. 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 But I was thinking about, oh, you feel that way about olives. Yeah, I find olives disgusting, but that just might be like a me thing. I'm also one of those people that can't you eat think cilantro. Westbrook eats olives? I don't think he does. I do eat olives. They're delicious. My whole family is what obsessed with Westbrook's olives. Palette, what if Westbrook's palate is just bizarro ingber? Oh, that's what if okay. you guys are actually connected and it's just you have you're the I, the I do feel like a connection with you. So between in a weird <laughs> way. And, and I don't and I don't like it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but I do feel like between the two connected. of us, we When's like 100 percent of the foods on planet Earth. My When's birthday, your birthday, January 19. Really? Okay. Is that like a... That's a Westbrook. So, uh, Ingber has... Two oh, but you have no backup yeah, no, reason nothing, for asking that. Nothing. He just went, that's such a Westbrook thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. This is what's funny is, so Ingber does a pretty good impersonation of me. He has two things. Would you like to see it? Yes. Okay, Ingber, however you'd like to, to do it. Yeah, this is my this is my two-pronged impersonation of Lefko. Can you say something that makes me happy? Just say, just say something that would like that would make me happy. Just give me some good news. How, what, 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 just, just deliver me some good oh, news. Oh, um... Today is payday. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was it for those. And then, and then, uh, and then, yeah. then tell me something that would like kind of disappoint G- you. Give him like news, like news just broke. That's going to disappoint you. Yeah, like someone got injured maybe. You're never going to believe this. Tom Brady just got hurt. Damn. Wait, no, I missed it. I, I, I fucked it up. Damn. It, damn. Yeah, that's that's my left go. It's it's that's awesome and damn. It's so good. The best uh, part is, is like yes. I'll be around him and I get so self conscious because someone will be like empanadas are here and I'll be like that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Fuck. But Westbrook's is totally. He would totally go interesting. Interesting. And then okay. not say anything. That's it. Like he wanted to know your birthday. He's not going to give you his back. He's no. not going to be like oh you're an Aquarius. So clearly no. Just well here's the bad part. I don't know anything about the whole sign thing. So all all, all I know is that. If you're a Virgo like me, then we should be similar. That's all I know. I, I really thought he was like, there's a one in 365 day chance we're going to the same birthday. <laughs> we're best friends now. Me, I mean, I Edgar Allan Poe was. and Dolly Parton and uh, Xavier McDaniel. It's pretty so good you're company. January what? 19th. Great. You're, and you're great what, company. Westbrook? September 2nd, 1979. And nice. Junior Seau. Had my birthday. Oh, okay. There you go. On May 8th. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Floyd Mayweather. I just made that up. I don't know. It's his birthday. <laughs> uh, York Cup. Ingber. And let's do. Um, Can I do my other impression? What, why did you? Why did you pick Floyd out of all the people that you could have picked? Words weren't coming to my mind fast <laughs> enough. It's Floyd. Oh, uh, what's your other impersonation? Uh, Kendall Roy from the show Succession. Okay, uh, have you ever seen Succession? No, I haven't. All right, hold on. He's my you, favorite character in like TV history. Before you do it, have you heard the theme song of Succession? <laughs> I played this for Woody, and she had not heard it. It's so good. It's the best. Hold on. Hey, 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 
It's just so sinister. It like sets you up for like but also, like, intrigue. Looks like this is what he listens to e in the morning. Somebody to the E to the S. Put, oh my God. All right, anyway. You need to watch this show. It's fucking the best show. How I did watched. you find that so quick on your, on your computer? You had that same? Internets. Internets. I'm a millennial. Reddit. There you go. Okay, this Boom. is, uh, if you don't know the show Succession, this won't be funny to you, but if you, if you do, if you do you'll know that you'll this like is it. a very accurate impression. Uh, dad, um, uh, dad, hey, uh, you wake up and uh, a, a genie tells you that um, you now have one superpower. Um, uh, dad, um, which, uh, which one would bum you out uh, the most? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what Kendall Roy sounds like. I love that Westbrook has no idea what the fuck. No clue. I do two impressions. I do Lefko and Kendall Roy, and I think they're both solid. They're really good. All right, so the question again. So the regroup of the question. Uh, you wake up, and a genie tells you that you now have one superpower. Which superpower would bum you out the most? Mm. Yeah, because most people go, it's between flying and invisibility. Right, right, right. Everyone knows the superpower they want. Which one you'd, you'd find out, you'd be like, oh, damn, come on. I started thinking about this, and I was like, maybe it's like the stretch Okay. Like, I just feel like people would be like, can you get that can off the top shelf? Elastigirl. Like, bleh, yeah. Bleh. But then again, for other things, it'd be dope. Um, I think if you could be invisible, it would be so good, but it would also suck because you could, you get credit. You'll never get credit for the things that you could do because no one can see you. Right. There's also like a creepiness thing that I don't want to deal with as the invisible Absolutely. Man. Like, I don't want to be with like, were you in my room? And it's right. like. No, I wasn't invisible that time. Like, All you do is see women like this covering up. That and, is the thing. When you talk nah. about superpowers and someone says invisibility, someone's always like, all right, creep. Right. Right. Because all they think is nasty things when you think of. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's the worst. What Was there like one in like the Marvels that like people were making fun of a lot as like not a good... Oh, I'm sure there. Are, I, I'm not as well versed in like the yeah, superhero I. verse as I, as I could be, but the, my answer that I came up... I, you know, I wrote these questions <laughs> as, as we know. My answer is time travel because I would be so terrified of the like the splitting the time continuum, continuum and like you know I go back in time and it messes something up and then I don't meet my wife and then my daughter's never born like all that stuff would freak me out and I'd never end up using my superpower whereas if I could fly I would just go up and I'd fly I could use it however I wanted to I would not want to be I would not want to be <laughs> Wouldn't you be invincible. terrified to go back in time and change no, things No I wouldn't I would love it Ooh, better. Because I, I have the follow, fate of the world in my hands. Follow up question for Westbrook. You can go back in time. Where are you going and what are you going to do? Go. Yeah. If I could go back in time, where would I go? <clears throat> and, and just in my life or just ever? ever I would, wrong. okay. I would go to a time and place. This is just a sports one. I would go back to the beginning of Michael Jordan's career just to see that one more time. <laughs> I would, love, I would love to see that one more time. <laughs> I went to his high school gym. Yes. I Man, you went back in time to be a spectator. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's what I would You should have gone back if you wanted to play football and go to like the first football. football field ever and be like, I'm about to be the Jim Thorpe and rewrite all the, the record books so it's Brian Westbrook's the greatest athlete of all time. But you wouldn't exist. The correct answer was killing Hitler, so clearly you don't care about <laughs> Jews. Um, I, <laughs> it may surprise you, but, but I've thought a lot about this, of how I would use time travel. And the only way that I would use it is at the poker table where I could just go back like 10 seconds and reverse bad decisions that I've made or like bad beats and things like that. And I would just be able to fold or so I could just accrue millions of dollars, but I'd literally only go back 10 seconds. I'd still be sitting in the same chair that I was. Mm. So I wouldn't be impacting future events or changing. I would love to go back to college and just do it over one more time. Just to, <laughs> and, and, and if the world worked out the exact same way, it would be 
let's, let's go back one more time and redo Villanova. I one will, more time. I will say that like there was a time where going back in time sounded great, but now with like technology and my reliance on it, going back in time and oh, being in a miserable. place where where someone's gonna be like, you got you got a nickel for the payphone? I'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, and you're just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to go back to Arthurian times? And you go back and there's like no plumbing and Life like no one so washes their simple. hands before cooking. I remember dinner. there was like some movie where I think it was Martin Lawrence that went back in time and he was like a knight and there's yes. one part where like some girl like puts on a disc man headphones like she just naturally knows to put them on her ear and hits play and it's like coolio and she's like oh these things mm-hmm. like I just think that's such a funny scene that they're like how are we going to show what Martin Lawrence is like in time right disc man <laughs> okay that was my bit got that uh, I don't know what my worst like I don't know what the worst uh, traits are um for a superpower? I would rather be able to like teleport than time travel. Okay. Yeah. Like I'd rather be like, hey, I'm gonna go to Cairo really quick. Hey, here's some sand. The only way that that would be awesome to me is if uh, everyone, like, you could ask someone to like be touching your shoulder and they could come with you. So like, I could take my de- yeah, my yeah. I could take my wife out to dinner in Paris tonight, you know, and then just like snap our fingers and we're right back. Yeah, and then like, when you land, it's like only her arm. But like messed up in travel. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined everything. Sick, sick minds you guys have. Very much so. No, Uh, I wanted to take my daughter out, uh, my my wife and daughter out to a nice dinner. I'm not doing anything crazy and sick. Exactly, just with her arm. Uh, What? uh, Another fan question. Yes. Uh, At Bontemps underscore roller writes WTF Astros. Uh, Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. When I feel like your Eagles team. When you hear another team cheating, yeah. it brings up weird thoughts in you. It does. I can because tell. You, so here's the thing. That's in your the, team. In the Super Bowl. The Astros? No, Spy Game. <laughs> there were three turnovers. And you just have to wonder naturally. Did they get those turnovers because they knew the play? Mm-hmm. They knew the signals? They knew the signs? Or just we just played shitty and they just got the football? That, that has to be the question every time. I will say that... The way that I feel this is interesting. I haven't thought about this out before. The way that I feel about Belichick and all the gates is the same way that I feel about Calipari and recruiting. They've been so successful for so long. And like, I know Belichick's been caught, but like a lot of Belichick's things were like, kind of like a lot of teams were doing them. Like, I don't think he was the only one. The line between cheating and gamesmanship. Yes. Yeah. At the same time, because it's my line. Eagles, I feel like they cheated like a motherfucker. Well, there's a hard line between stealing signals, stealing signs. What, was the, what did you guys hear that the Patriots were doing? Like, what did you hear? Was you were taking the signals from the sideline as they signal them into the quarterback from previous games, and now they have a better opportunity to, to figure out what defenses can stop those specific plays, which, again, it's hard to do. In 25, 30 seconds. Right. Like even the Astros thing, mm-hmm. they were like, they were able to look at the sign and then someone in the dugout would go, which meant change up is coming. Right. But it was coming like a millisecond and then the batter still had to hit the change up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a different, for, for baseball, it's much easier because one of the things in baseball, the reason why you want to pick up the ball so early out of the pitcher's hands so you can understand what type of ball you get. It's a fastball. Oh, this is a curveball. So you're saying this is coming slower, this is coming of faster, and, and you anticipate it. That's that's why if you know a curveball is coming, 
it's much, much easier if you're in that oh, position. Baseball. That's, that's why it's, it's such a cheating moment. Fastball, fastball. Oh, I'm a great fastball hitter. I'm swinging the damn bat. Mm-hmm. Do you th- what, how do you think Astros fans feel about their championship? They feel good about it. They don't care. I don't know. <laughs> they, they don't care. The Patriots fans don't care no, about no, Spygate. It's, it's good to ask a Patriots fan. Right. It, we feel weird. As we know, sports fans will do all sorts of mental gymnastics to make it seem like this was, you know, they've totally railroaded here. And like the whole two and a half years that people were talking about deflate gate. I was watching like MIT professors on YouTube talk about the ideal gas law and how actually it couldn't have been nearly as bad as it, you know, people thought it was, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when it comes to gamesmanship and you know, like I'm obsessed, we've talked about poker a little bit on this podcast. I'm obsessed with the Phil Ivy saga where a casino accused him of cheating, mm-hmm. but in fact he was edge sorting and he was only edge sorting because the casino agreed to use a specific brand of card. That's on the casino to look into whether or not these so cards the, the can the story was, because I do think it's a good story, is that Phil realized they were using a certain deck that had a pattern on the back. That he could that he could ask the casino to use a certain kind of card. Right, because when you're when you're going to the casino and you're sitting down with like three million dollars, you get to ask for certain things. Yeah, whatever you so want. he wanted a certain dealer and he was like, I want that deck of cards. And they agreed to it. And there was a design on the back where he could look, oh, if there was a half a diamond that had a better chance of being a face card. Mm-hmm. He's playing blackjack. And he took them for I think it was $22 million at a variety of different casinos. It was Baccarat, which makes it even cooler for some reason. He Baccarat did that in Atlantic City, right? Game. Uh, he did it in, in Vegas, in London. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of casinos in London, but I think it was all casinos owned by the MGM. Yes. Because um, like, they, they were, vendetta against Then them. they kind of found out, and they refused to pay him. Mm-hmm. And as Ingber is saying, it w- you could have said no to this deal. Right. right? So... So anyway, I, I bring that up only because Good story. I find yeah. someone like Phil Ivey, who Phil Ivey was asking for everything every step of the way. The casino had every ability to do their own game protection and figure out a way to to say we will not allow this to happen. So if you can do something that uh, that is right up to the line. And I, I actually think that that's like almost part of competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think Patriots fans have been able to write everything off that Belichick has gotten caught for as like he was trying to do everything possible that was legal. Right. And that like we should be applauding him for doing that, for yeah. going the extra mile for his team, because there are some things that you could do that are shady, but not necessarily illegal. Well, if they should be banned from the game, then just make them illegal. Right. And, and my two things are this one. I hate that deflate gate is brought up for Belichick. It was not a Belichick thing. Mm-hmm. Brady is the only person that could be accused of anything. Now, people will say it's like the, the you know, the, the I will never forget pyramid. when Belichick stood up at the podium and said, don't ask me anything. Talk to Tom. And mm-hmm. I went, that was the beginning of their riff. Yeah, because I, I don't put any of deflate gate on Belichick. Any. I still think that there was some deflating. I think the text message and destroyed phones. Of course. But that's not something I want to get into. Now, with the Eagles Spygate thing, I will say this. If you are in the game processing signs, and if you're doing what happened with the Jets where you're videotaping them and learning their signs, you went through a lot of work. And I've always thought that was kind of gamesmanship. No way. But I will say this. I had heard rumors that like they snuck into walkthroughs. If you're breaking and entering or you're in a place that's supposed to be off limits, now I have an issue. Mm-hmm. But you think there is an issue of recording signs. Well, I, I think it's an issue the same way as— I don't if, know why you're if, supposed to change signs every week. Well, if, because it's too complicated. But oh. it, the, here's the thing. But if it's the same thing if you accidentally on your sideline can hear the quarterback, the, the quarterback coach or offensive coordinator calling in the play to the quarterback. I would never say anything. I would listen to of course, you, Of course you would. So now you have a better idea if you knew the verbiage and all that other stuff uh, of what's going on. 
That's the same thing as stealing signs. Now I can put my defense in a better position to stop the offense. Sure. That's the unfair part. Oh, I know. And that's why it's line stepping. Are there certain things that, as a, <laughs> that you as a former player that you see as gamesmanship that the rest of the world sees as cheating? Are there things that you're like, yeah, that's perfectly fine, even though like the average fan, like the average Joe like me would be like, that's cheating. I can't believe they're getting away with that. Um, I, cheating? I mean, cheating is I – mean, I, 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 when I watch the game, I'm not saying there's a bunch of people cheating. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see that. I, I, I remember when guys used to spray the, like, the little stick them on their arms, which is obviously illegal, but that's not really cheating. Now it's the just, gloves do that for you. Well, yeah, but you, if you're carrying a football and you got to stick them on your forearms mm-hmm. – the ball sticks to your forearm a little bit more. Yeah, stick him as the pine tar. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's sure. not necessarily cheating, but it's not. It's not. I feel like you book. can use a little bit, but just like pine tar, if it's all over your hat or yeah, like it's all, all over, over your right. arm, then they're like, you're... can you just be more sneaky about this, man? Yeah, yeah. Like... cheat better. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it's like I heard the starters were talking about like uh, taking off in the NBA, and it's like, hey, hey. Um, Clippers, you don't need to to write load management slash knee. Just, just up an injury. Just write knee. Yeah, and then learn Be how to sneakier. lie better. Don't yeah. don't flaunt it in our face. Is that yeah. the right word? Flaunt, flout, flaunt. both flout, flout and flaunt. Yeah. Flaunt, <laughs> flaunt, both. flaunt. Um, I would like you to read this in a Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Yes. Oh, that was nice. Walking right. over to a possible dance partner. All right. All right. Do you want to see me do this? I, the salsa? <laughs> That's the question. I no, wish that was the question. I do not want to see you do salsa. I do. I want you to do the bachata. I just saw a video of my buddy doing that dance. And the it, bachata? Yes. I don't know. Was, was it Tyler McNabb? No, it was <laughs> Jason DeBond. Was it Mike Zordich? Okay. <laughs> he was a light safety for the Eagles in the Tim Houck variety. I, I know Mike Zorda. Where, where did that come from? He was my original favorite safety, and then Dawkins came in. I just liked because he had long hair, because I liked the 93 Phillies with Pete and Cavillia yeah. and Darren Dalton. Good job, man. Give yeah. it a good work. Bro. Just want to share you some. Keep the dream alive, man. <laughs> All right. If you could learn one skill matrix no, style. No, no, that's like that's like Chalupa Dog Taco Bell. Get back to Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Banderas. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. All right, listen. listen. No, you're getting back to the dog <laughs> this is, again. This is, this, is stay this, is, this is the guy. No, stay in Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Antonio. Yes. Antonio. Stay with that. Okay. Okay, you listen. Yes. You listen very intently to me. Oh, here we go. <laughs> if you can learn one skill matrix style where it's downloaded into your brain, where would you pick? <laughs> so this is why I don't like doing these dumbass questions because you just sit over there. <laughs> if you could do one skill matrix style, style okay. you could download it into your brain, what would it be? All right. So in Matrix, you know, Keanu comes up and the famous line, he looks at uh, the guy, Morpheus, and he goes, I know Kung Fu. And so he was able to learn all of Kung Fu in like, like that. a minute. So if you can learn one trait, I'm going to guess Ingbers is either going to be learning a language or becoming like the greatest chef of all time. Oh, chef would have been a good one. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, th- I feel like you could be like, and be like, I can make every dish in the world. And like your wife comes home and there's like 50 dishes of paella. That's a great one. Um, but then if you become the greatest chef, you just have to be the greatest chef as well. Like, for example, like, I don't want to become the greatest kung fu artist in the world because then I have to, like, use that skill because now I have it. And now I'm like, now I have to be a professional fighter and deal with injuries and work out all the time and shit. No, thanks. Um, so I chose uh, piano. 
I want to be the greatest piano player in the world. Wouldn't that, that just was, be an incredible that skill? That was mine. To just know every single thing. I will say there nice. is nothing more unfair than being at some form of party. Right. And someone sits down and goes, I'm going to tickle the keys a little bit. And just And just shred. rips it. And then your woman looks at you and you go, I am nothing. Yes. And like you could use that to become a songwriter. You could be so a studio. So you would go piano over guitar. I'm going guitar. Well, you do play guitar. I'm a decent guitar player. I'm like a semi-decent piano player. But like when people are good at piano, it's a different category than when you're fine at piano. Westbrook's a big piccolo player. What don't you do? Like you do a lot of crazy stuff. I don't know, man. Oh, you know, it's like an endless. You know what our 33% didn't see? You doing the periodic table. And that's why I think Westbrook's brain has changed. Where Westbrook came up to me on Sunday and was like, everybody's telling me, fuck the periodic table. Yeah, nobody nobody likes (laughs) it. But he saw you name every single one. I'm not going to ask you to do it. It's an amazing Amazing bonus clip. I, I, you know, my, my first thought was the piano, but on second thought, I think the guitar. Just imagine on the beach. Fire blazing, dude! You can everyone sitting around. Out. You hear the waves crashing onto the beach, and you pull out the guitar, and you're single. Oh, and and and, and things go differently for you just in your life. You don't because, have a time machine and a matrix thing. Yeah, I got a little bit of everything, and and you can sing. Oh my gosh! Now <laughs> the thing about life the matrix thing is like he went in there and could suddenly like float and stuff. Like if I downloaded how to be a great dunker, is my physical attributes going to change in which I can now jump higher? That's a yes. great question. I do or is it just a learned trait? Should we do an entire episode where we just unpack the realities of this matrix style question? Yeah, like that's really the issues that I have with the matrix. <laughs> like if I had one bone to pick with Morpheus, did it have to be a red pill? <laughs> like, we, like, come on. Uh, I guess if I had to download anything, for me, I have such a poor recollection of history mm. that if I could get like all, all of, of history, history. into my brain, that like I knew every event that had ever happened. Think how dangerous that would be. You'd become Bran from uh, exactly. From, from I'd Game be the three-eyed Raven. Yeah. You'd, you'd know too much. You wouldn't be able to be a person anymore. Like you'd, you'd know all of history. You'd, you'd know what move would lead to something good, something bad. Like you'd know too many permutations. You wouldn't be able to be a person anymore. You become a post human. Are any of us people anymore? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Westbrook's in here like, what the fuck is where, going on? Where, where let's you guys do at? one more. Let's do one more uh, fan question. Unless oh, good. you have. Because there's one more really good one. That okay. I good. This is from R. Dickey at R. Dickey. Oh my God. What a, what a uh, breaking ball that guy had. I know. I hope it is him. Um, R.A. Dickey, that was... Yeah, R.A. Dickey, that's right. Uh, less formal on the internet. How many Adam Lefkos would it take to take down Brian Westbrook? I think Westbrook liked this tweet, too. I did. <laughs> it would take it off a lot, I can tell you that, but go ahead. Okay, so when we say take down, are we doing the Lamar Jackson tackle him to the ground, or are we talking like knock Brian Westbrook out? I think it's a like, let's say... It's a good question. Can we, can right. let, let's let's create a scenario. Let's say Brian is at the 10-yard line, okay, football and, you're at, and you're at the end zone. <laughs> and he has to get into the end zone. All right. Right. So obviously one of you, he would dance past you. Two of us were getting past two. Right. Yeah. You got a 53 and then in a, in a third width of the field that you have to cover. Just think about that. And oh, yeah. My speed in versus your speed. Mm-hmm. My I... elusiveness versus yours. Athletic ability, superior athletic ability versus <laughs> what you have. The longer you go, the less people I'm adding. <laughs> I feel like if I had... My stop and go ability. Like what would make me feel... <laughs> this is the best bit I've ever seen. What would make me feel really confident? 
Like, I, I think that if I had 10, I'm feeling confident. The question is, how much lower can I go and still feel confident? I think I can feel confident at seven. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. But now, then I'm starting to go, now we're talking about angles. Yeah. You know? And you're not good at that. And also, I'm thinking about, you know, his ability to break my tackles. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, much like I said before, how if the Bengals got on the field with the, with the fucking Buckeyes, that they're going to give them everything. If Westbrook knew, like, if there was a camera there. Yeah. Westbrook is not going to allow himself to be brought down. No. And I'm going to be like, just like Sanu, be like, this is my chance. This is my chance. <laughs> yep. So I probably back it up and I, I'd settle on eight. 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 Okay. Seems like a low number. There were times in my career when I was healthy and good. Again, no time machine. That. <laughs> if you're talking about now, I mean. Actually, eight, that's eight. fun. We do it now and. In 2006. In 2006. Now. If you just have 20-year-old Adam versus in his prime Brian Westbrook. Yes. If you have a beer, just be say that I may take your beer and stand there, and I'll be good, tackled right now. But when I was young, oh yeah, no. it, it would take. At that time, I would say it would take me 25. Yeah, I would, like it would. You would need to be like there is an inordinate amount of left coast on the field, right? Yeah, now. because I, I feel like if you start one way with the left co, and then. Shimmy a little bit. I don't have a good three cone. And go the other way with the left cone. Yeah, not a good that change of direction just wouldn't be. You may, if you start one way, you're going to eliminate five to ten left codes right there. If you shimmy a little bit, five to ten more are I gone. Just, I like to think of left codes just like careening into each other. Yes. Just collapsing. So, this this is my like so like, let's say if you were one on one, right? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> damn, 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 damn. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but like one left go brain, you would run right at him, right? But if there's. Five identical left goes with the same exact brain. Theoretically, uh-huh. they'll all make the same strategic decisions, yes. and they won't actually be able to flank him properly. Mm. Right? Be all bad. You need I a coach. Know. You need one left go that's a but coach. But like, wouldn't a left go on the left be like, hey, because left goes think they know what they're going to do. So that the problem is too is he's going to get a head start because they're all going to try and tell the other left goes what to do. One left go wants to be the mic. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be like, he's like, I'll flank to the left. No, actually, I got and then this. Westbrook's already started. Right. Yeah. Three, it would take a two, lot. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, we start when I say. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's the next episode of Dish the Playbook is nine <laughs> Adam left goes. No, I'm Adam. Adam. So am I. That's awesome. <laughs> that was fun, Ingber. Did you enjoy having Ingber here? I did. I did. And just, it just, it, it, you know, that feeling that I have of our friendship is growing. And I appreciate it's that. It's that birthday of yours. That's right, I man. Know. So so January 18th? 19th. Ni- See, look at that. Even more so. Correcting yeah. me already. We're like best friends, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, we're going to celebrate January 19th, man. Yeah, what are we going to do for his birthday? Something, that's, I think that's a playoff game. Tiramisu like party. A, a whole set 17, of encyclopedias. 17, 18, 19. I think, that's, I think that's the divisional round of the playoffs. It almost or always falls on some sort of NFL, you know. I think your birthday is the championship weekend. That might be. It's, it's been there before. Man, I remember the last, most, last decade. You've had a lot of Patriots. Yeah, it's a wins. Sunday. It's a Sunday this year, so it's it's very very much. My You're either the championship game. We or have the to Pro celebrate, Bowl. man. Yeah, it'll be fun. Let's celebrate. Westbrook wants to party. I love so, this. Yeah. I'm not going to say no to that. All right, let's get the music going. Party time in the USA for da- uh, Can we go back to what you used to do, which is you'd have like a one take to go. I had one. You didn't have to stop. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. For Westbrook. The Rocket Man. For Ingber. The Rocket Fan. Just remember, it's not enough to practice until you can do it right. You need to practice until you can't get it wrong. Ooh. I'm the L-E-F-K-O-E man. That's deep. And that was deep as fuck. Yeah. See you guys later. Peace. Peace.